Okay, we are testing. Test, test, testeroni. We are testing for the Wednesday episode. Testing for the Wednesday episode. All right, that's all you're getting. Hello, everybody. Uh, you know, it was kind of a, not tough decision, but I wasn't too sure I wanted to make this this episode, this special, special Wednesday episode, because I didn't know if there was enough for me to talk about or if I cared enough to talk about it. But after kind of reflecting and, and thinking back on what all happened throughout the show... I came to the conclusion that yes, there's enough to talk about and there's a lot, uh, there's enough big, big things that have happened that would be worth having its own episode. Uh, so today I'm going to be talking about The Book of Boba Fett, which came out on Disney Plus. The season just finished about a month ago. Seven episodes. And uh, it was, it was, it was okay. It was pretty all right. I remember I watched the first episode. I think it was with my sister and my cousin. I just, I, I got on Disney Plus and we were all sitting there and, and I was like, oh shoot, Boba Fett came out today because I wasn't really keeping up with it. And I remember going into the first episode just thinking I have no expectations whatsoever. I don't know if I even care that much about the show. And by the end of it, by the end of the show, I was, uh, I was pleased. I was I was happy I tagged along for the ride. I think this show probably would have done better in a binge-worthy a binge -worthy type of viewing instead of the weekly viewing that I went through. Uh, because there's, there's some shows like that. Some shows are better weekly. Some shows are better uh, to just watch all at once. Like, for example, the Peacemaker series uh, with John Cena that just concluded as well, I thought was better for an episodic weekly release because it's they each episode sets up something really cool or euphoria which is also on hbo i think those are both good weekly episode shows while boba fett i think it could have disney plus could have uh, gone with the netflix drop it all at once kind of method but it's fine it's fine if you're listening to this now and you haven't seen it you can just watch it all at once uh now going further into this this episode i do need to say there are going to be spoilers because i I mean, I'm not going to hold back anything. I'm just going to talk about the show and what I thought about it. So if you either want to see the show and haven't, go watch it now and then come back and listen to this episode. Uh, if you don't care about Star Wars whatsoever, but you still just want to hear me talk, you, know, you can hang around. Uh, if you have seen the show and you want to hear me talk, you can stick around. And then if you don't care about Star Wars and you really just feel like this would be a waste of your time, then uh, go listen to another episode of uh, Opinion Central. I don't know. Anyway, getting into it. Um, the first four episodes of this show are all Boba Fett focused. It's showing how he has become the new Daimo of, uh, on Tatooine of, of Mos Eisley, Mos Espa. Uh, the, the previous job of the Huts, uh, we all remember Jabba the Hut from the original trilogy. He was the Daimo of the area. And Boba Fett has taken on the role and he wants to be a good leader, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> by the sounds of it. 
He doesn't want to be like Jabba. He doesn't want to rule by fear, but by respect and all this neat stuff. And it's kind of the battle of power between him and the mayor and the other clans. And, you know, there's these people coming in trying to take the spices. So there's a lot of conflict going on. And the first four episodes, there there's two timelines that you follow. You follow the now, which is Boba Fett as the Daimo with Fennec Shand, the bounty hunter, as his sidekick. And then there's the BAFTA tanks. Boba Fett goes into these BAFTA tanks to heal from injuries. And while he's in there, he kind of goes to dreamland. Uh, to, and we experience his past. So how he got out of the Rancar, or not Rancar, the Sakar pit? The the Star Wars pit? The the big scary pit from the movie? Uh, the, 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 I think it's the Sarlacc pit. Yes, Sarlacc pit, the Sarlacc pit. How he got out of the Sarlacc pit after he got eaten by the Sarlacc monster in the uh, third movie. Or six, I guess, depending on how you look at it. All very confusing. But we see that. We see, like, what he ha- what he did. He joined the Tusken Raiders, which was really cool. I really, really liked this part of the flashbacks because the Tusken Raiders, uh, to my knowledge, have always been these just obnoxious, crazy, rude, ruthless creatures. But now seeing Boba Fett live alongside them and learn their ways and kind of become part of their family... You get a whole different perspective, and it's super cool. And he learns how to fight like them. And there's this ritual he goes through to get his like custom made staff, and it was a very cool part of those first four episodes. As for the stuff happening in the now, the conflict and whatnot, it was okay. It was interesting enough. Um, the only r- really thing, uh, the thing that I really liked is that he had those. Um, those pig guards, I don't know what they're actually called, but they're the, okay, they're called the Gamorrean. They're the green pig guards uh, f- that used to work for Jabba, and there's two of them left, and they now work for Boba Fett. I liked those dudes. But yeah, it's just some, some like, political conflict. He's the Daimo, and other people are like, ah, but what about us? And uh, it's okay. It's interesting enough. But yeah, first four episodes... I was more interested in the flashbacks of the Tusken Raiders than of what was actually going on in the present. But overall, they were okay. They did introduce, like, these these tech people, people made with tech. Um, they called them mods because they their body was modified with tech. And they rode around on these, like, Power Ranger scooters. And they quite literally are the Power Ranger scooters. They are neon and bright. They don't fit in at all on this planet. But they're there. And they end up joining Boba Fett. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about them. I just think they were a little little out of place. Um, episode 5, though, comes along. And <laughs> this is when the show takes a turn for the better. Because it brings back Mando. It brings back uh, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian, as Jin Jaren. And the whole episode is just based off... It's just the Mandalorian. It's... He's doing some bounties he gets the lightsaber he gets kicked out of the mandalorian crew there's only like three of them left but they're like hey you've taken off your helmet in front of someone and that someone was baby yoda or grogu and uh so they're like yeah nope that is not the way so you're you're out and so he's basically kicked out of the mandalorians keeps the dark saber though which is awesome and uh he goes to ta to ween to meet the um the lady with the droids and she fixes up the ships and he's like hey i heard you got a ship for me so get me a ship 
And in this episode, she shows him a Nabu starfighter, the ones that Anakin drove, like flew in the in the prequel, the first movie. And uh, they like mod it out and give it, like a super super turbine engine and, and all this really cool stuff. And the area where um, the area where the the droid would usually go, like the R two units. She completely, the, the girl completely removed it and just put like an air bubble there. And she's like, yeah, I figured you don't, you don't kind of like to rely on the droids. And I'm like, well, that's totally a spot for baby Yoda. And I know that, <laughs> but it wasn't said yet, but I'm like, that that's where he's going to go in season three of the Mandalorian. I already know that. Um, and, and then by the end of the episode, he goes, uh, uh, Fennec Shan shows up and is like, Hey, we got some conflict going on. Uh, can you help us out? Uh, we can pay you well. And he's like, oh, is this Boba Fett? She's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, it's on the house. I'll help out. But I need to go visit someone first. Um, and I was completely oblivious to what he was talking about in this in at the end of this episode. Because he even asked... Um, it, it, it was so clearly set up. Because out of the two Mandalorian remaining, other than Mando, was the armory lady, the lady who makes all the weapons and sh- armor and all that. And then um, just another Mandalorian, the big dude. And uh, Mando melted down his spear and had Armor Lady make pretty much the mithril armor from Lord of the Rings that Frodo gets, but for baby Yoda. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, yeah, I want him to become a, he's a foundling. Uh, and she's like, but he's also a Jedi. And he's like, I don't care. I want to go see him and I want to give him this armor. And I was completely oblivious to the fact that baby Yoda could show up. I was just like, he wants to go see a friend. Who could that be? Episode six comes along. We see Baby Yoda, and we see Luke Skywalker, and we see Ahsoka Tano, and it is so crazy. This this episode had so many like nostalgia fan service, and it didn't feel like bad. It didn't feel like it was just shoved in there. Um, and so episode six is basically Baby Yoda is getting trained from Luke, which is really cool. And you see him kind of progress and learn the force, learn how to force jump. So it's just this little tiny little Baby Yoda Grogu just jumping around. Um, and Mando comes by and he has this armor and he wants to he wants to give it to um, to the to the to the baby. And Ahsoka Tano shows up and she's like, "Well, he's training right now. I can take you to him, but do you really want to see him?" Or are you doing this for you or for him? She's like playing some weird mind games, but she's basically saying he already misses you a ton. And if he sees you now, we don't know if he'll be able to move on because the Jedi aren't supposed to have human emotion, I guess. It's really messed up. Um, or human connection. And uh, so Mando doesn't end up going to see Baby Yoda. He sees Baby Yoda and Luke in the distance, but he doesn't actually go. And he gives the armor to Ahsoka and says, can you give this to him? And she's like, yeah, I'll do that. And another cool thing is Sokotano, when she's talking to Luke, she goes, you're just like your father, which is a cool little, I, I think it was really cool to see that Sokotano and Luke was hanging out because that just implies that those two have had conversations about Luke's father, about Anakin. Um, and obviously they both have very different relationships to Anakin. Obviously Sokotano was Anakin's Padawan and Luke is his son. So it, it's really cool to see that those two are hanging out they, or they were hanging out at some point in the Star Wars universe. Um, but what's really interesting, um, all of episode five, when Mando comes back, you don't see Boba Fett at all. 
all of episode six, you only see Boba Fett once. So Book of Boba Fett has essentially become Mandalorian season three. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later on. Um, but anyway, towards the end of the episode, so Mando goes back. He gets gets there with Boba, and, and, and Fennec Shen's like, okay, I'm here to help. Let's, let's do this thing. And uh, basically, the, the episode ends in a cliffhanger where Luke is like, hey, Baby Yoda, Grogu, uh, you can either have this chain mail uh, that Bilbo, that... Um, that that Mando's getting for you, or you can have Yoda's old lightsaber. I don't even know how Luke got Yoda's old lightsaber. It's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like how did the lady from the the Star Wars sequels, the one with Ray and Finn and all those ones, the ones that I don't like, how did she, that one lady get Luke's Luke's lightsaber because it fell out of Cloud City when Vader cut off Luke's hand? Same deal with Yoda's. Yoda's lightsaber fell down the council hall when he was going against Palpatine. So I don't know how he, how, how Luke got Yoda's lightsaber, but he has it. You know, we don't need explanations. Um, and he gives Grogu the chance. Hey, do you want the armor from your buddy Jin, or do you want the lightsaber from me? Uh, so he's basically like saying, hey, do you want to become a foundling, a Mandalorian, or do you want to become a Jedi? Which doesn't really make sense because the person who created the Darksaber that the Mandalorian used was a Jedi. He was a Mandalorian Jedi. Um, and that was like a thousand years ago, but it still happened. Uh, anyway, leaves us on that cliffhanger into episode seven. Episode seven's where everything's climaxing. Uh, Boba Fett is going against these spice people, the people that want the spice. They're trying to take over. Um, Oh, oh, no, I totally missed something. In episode six, back to episode six, Mando does, uh, I guess, some scouting uh, because Boba Fett needs more people. So he goes to the village that Cobb Vanth is from. Cobb Vanth was the guy who originally had Boba Fett's armor in Mandalorian season two. And he's like, hey, can you help us? He's like, I don't know. It's not our fight. And Boba Fett's like, yeah, these guys want all the spice. They're going to come to you eventually. And so... He says that he leaves, and while he leaves, you then see in the in the far distance you see Cad Bane coming up. And Cad Bane has only been in the animated shows. He's a bounty hunter, and he's terrifying, so terrifying. And uh, he comes up. You see his red eyes, his blue face. It's it, it was very cool to see Cad Bane. He basically shoots Cobb Vanth, and Cobb Vanth's like understudy. I don't know what you call him, his trainee, his train, yeah, something like that, the guy he was training. And uh, then the people of this village called Freedom Town, uh, they're like, okay, now we're going to fight. Cad Bane just, just killed someone, some of our people, and Cobb Vanth, and I really liked Cobb Vanth. Um, and so you, you get the implication that they're going to help. Now I can talk about Episode 7. Episode 7's when everything, you know, climaxes and... Um, it's the Spice People and Cad Bane versus Boba Fett, People of Freedom Town, Mando, uh, a Chewbacca bounty hunter. Um, I don't, I don't remember his name, but it's a Wookiee and he's a bounty hunter, and he is really cool. Um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Bounty hunter, <laughs> book of Boba Fett. Let's see, let's see what it says. Let's see, let's see what good old Google. Google is not going to know this. There's no way Google knows this. Mm-hmm. 
Tuscan Raiders? I already know about them. Mm-hmm. Cobb Vanth. I talked about Cobb Vanth. Cad Bane. Yeah. Wikipedia is not being <laughs> very helpful. We're going to type uh, Wookiee and Boba Fett. Oh, there we are. Uh, his name is Black Kirsten. Uh, Black Kirsten. He's a Wookiee. Uh, appears to be bigger than Boba F or bigger than Chewbacca. He has like these electronic brass knuckles. Very terrifying bounty hunter, but he ends up uh, on, on Boba Fett's team as well. And so it's all them against the Spice Lords. It's a big brawl out, some shooting, some guns. Um, you know, there's, there's like the moments of, oh, are they going to die? Are they going to live? I'm doing a very, very brief <laughs> explanation of this finale. Uh, then they get like, uh, the spice Lords get these giant Jordicas and they're like, oh, what do we do? We can't get through the, the force field. Like Mando tries to dark saber it and it's not working. Uh, the gang ends up splitting up. Mando takes one of the Jordicas on his own. And then the other group, including, uh, Black Kirsten and and the the mod people that I was talking about, the people with all the like like tech hands and stuff, and that and the Freedom Town people, they all go another way with their own Droidica. So the two Droidicas split up, um, and while Mando's running away, uh, the lady, the the lady with the three droids who fixed up his Naboo ship shows up, and she's like, "Hey, what's up? I got something for you." and what Mando doesn't know is moments before Luke's uh, X-wing starfighter landed in uh, the in in this lady's space pit <laughs> in this lady's starship uh, land pad, and uh, Baby Yoda popped out. Like R two was like, "Hey, here's Baby Yoda." Clearly, he chose Mando and didn't want Master Yoda's lightsaber. Luke wants to get rid of him. Which is a good thing, because if we're still going to say that the last trilogy are canon, which uh, I still, I don't like, um, Luke's, Luke's temple does get destroyed by, by Ben Solo, and all of them die. So it's good to know that Baby Yoda doesn't die now, because he chose to go back to Mando. Anyway, Lady shows up, she picks up Mando on like this, this cart with wheels and the droid pushing it, and Mando's on the back of it, and she's like, hey, I brought someone! And she lifts open the blanket and Baby Yoda looks up at Mando and then Force jumps to him and gives him a hug. And it's the most adorable thing. That was like the one moment where I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And it's in the middle of the battle, but it's adorable. And then Yoda, I can't, I need to stop calling him Yoda. Baby Yoda, like, <laughs> that's just as bad. Grogu uh, and, and Mando kind of fight off this, this droidica going back and forth, trying to trying to take him down. And Boba Fett shows up on our Rancor that he got earlier in the season to destroy this thing. And then Boba Fett on the Rancor, uh, Mando, and Baby Yoda does use the Force a couple times. Uh, take down that first Droidica. And then Boba Fett gets out of there with, with his Rancor to go find the other Droidica, which he does find. Um, he takes that one down. And then... Uh, and, and then he runs into Cad Bane, and Cad Bane just kind of flamethrows the Rancor, which uh, then he runs away and leaves Boba Fett to go against Cad Bane. And in the end, Boba Fett uses his Tusken Raider staff to kill Cad Bane. Uh, I'm not going to say kill, because he stabs him in the chest. 
but then then you get a very clear shot. It's it's a kind of a zoom out of Cad Bane lying on the ground, and he has a little little thing beeping on his chest, and it's I, it's definitely some type of signal calling for help. I I don't think they kill Cad Bane here. That's that's very that'd be very stupid of them because Cad Bane's a very loved character in the Star Wars universe, and we didn't even get to see him in live action with a toothpick in his mouth. Uh, so that's, that's gotta happen. I mean, have you seen how many times Cad Bane has a toothpick in his mouth in the animated show? Can't really count that number. Um, but it's, it's like, oh, Boba Fett did kill him, but I'm saying he didn't because his little life alert was beeping. Um, but then it cuts to the Rancor's kind of, uh, out of control and Mando tries to stop him. And then the Rancor is going to be like, oh, I'm going to eat you, Mando. And then Baby Yoda, like force puts him to sleep. And I call them Baby Yoda again. Grogu force sleeps him, and then Baby, <laughs> and then Grogu sleeps next to the Rancor. And you know they did it. Congrats. Um, that's kind of like the end of it. And uh, it shows kind of Boba Fett. You know he's the king of the town. He's the Daimo. He did it, and he's like in charge now. And that's really cool. And then it cuts to uh, Mando and Grogu. In the Nabu Starfighter, and lo and behold, like I said, Grogu is in the little bubble thing where the droid usually went. That was clearly set up for Babe Grogu, and um, and it just shows that they're back together. And then the end credit scene shows Cobb Vanth getting modded like the other modded people, um, and like Fennec Shan, who in Mandalorian season two was shot and then modded. Um, so Cobb Vanth is going to live by the looks of it. Um, that was such a quick synopsis, but yeah, that was basically it. And I thought it was okay for the most part. There were some definitely some really high points, um, but also some pretty like meh points. Um, I, I, and I, I said, I was going to come back to this. I think they should have just called this Mandalorian season three, uh, because there was so much progress with what happened, uh, with Mando uh, season two ended with him giving up baby Yoda, baby Grogu. And having the Darksaber, and we didn't know what he was going to do. In this season, he starts to learn how to actually use the Darksaber, work with it. He gets Grogu back after he's been semi-trained by the Jedi. He gets kicked out of the Mandalorian crew. He gets a new ship. I don't know. It felt like there was just so much progression with Mando that they could have just said this was Mandalorian season 3. I think... Not only do I think this show would have been watched a lot, I don't know how many people watched it. Actually, I think a lot of people did watch this show. But I think even more people would have watched it if they would have said, hey, this is Mandalorian Season 3. And just imagine going into this, and the first four episodes are all about Boba Fett. And I don't think that would have been too crazy because we saw Boba Fett in the previous season of Season 2. So it's just like, and a lot of, you know, animes have done this where they focus on a completely different random character for a couple episodes, and you're like, okay, but what about, like, the main character or something? And then it does get back to him. Um, so they could have done this where it's, hey, Mandalorian Season 3, first four episodes, we're just focusing on Boba Fett. And then it's, like, Episode 5, hey, here's here's what you came for. Here's Mando making some crazy progress with his story. Episode 6 comes along. Here's Grogu. And, oh, no, will those two reconnect? Find out in the finale. Finale happens by the end, they're back together. I, I, I felt like that that would have just played out just fine. Um, because I think there are going to be people who don't watch Book of Boba Fett 
but will watch Mandalorian season three and then they won't know what happened. They'll be like, what, what, what how, how did the, how did the, the little green guy get back with the, with the guy in the armor? What happened there? I know that that was the case, um, with Daredevil, uh, in between Daredevil season two and Daredevil season three, there was a spinoff show called the defenders where all the Marvel Netflix characters got together and there was some major story progression for Daredevil's character that if you didn't know that, when you got into season three, you're like, why are we starting here? And you wouldn't know that unless you watched the spinoff series. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, But even though they didn't call it Mandalorian season three, I do think it was a pretty decent show. I don't know if there will be a Book of Boba Fett season two. Um, there may be. I get, they definitely could do it if they really wanted to. I don't think there needs to be one. I, I think we kind of get some nice closure with Boba Fett here, uh, who who could very well pop up in another Mandalorian season or another Star Wars show, the Sokotano one or whatever. But overall, it was it was uh, I enjoyed watching it. I guess I guess that's what I'll say. Um. Anyway, I I am gonna end it there. That is, I I've talked about it all. Uh, just a quick little update note, and I don't know how official this is. But the Marvel Netflix shows are coming off of Netflix. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher are all leaving Netflix by the end of February of this year, 2022, and are supposedly going to be coming to Disney Plus quite soon after that. So that is very exciting. Also, I'm a little concerned whether they're going to censor the show a bit because those shows are a lot more graphic than the current content on disney um so we will see but i just kind of wanted to throw it out there that was some some news that i just read honestly before i started recording i thought that was interesting anyway thank you for coming to today's wednesday episode uh if you enjoyed uh follow the show because there's going to be another episode this sunday uh and uh i don't know have a great rest of the week talk to y'all later Bye bye